this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey girls, Maria Menounos here, author of the Every Girl's Guide to Life. Want to know my best tips and secrets for organization, travel, weight loss, beauty, fashion, and everything else in between? Go to bing.com slash Maria and pick up my new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Glee. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Elizabeth Kiernan, Kat Bayless, Ashanti Moselle, and Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Paul Ashton! Thank you very much, Rich, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to AfterBuzz TV for Glee... Uh, After Buzz TV for Glee, Season 2, Episode 18, titled Born This Way, written by uh, one of the show's co- uh, co-founders, uh, Brad Falchuk. I'm Paul Ashton, and I'm not here with Ashanti. I'm not here with Kat Bayless, and I'm not here with Elizabeth Kiernan. All three of them MIA this evening, and I'm looking at you down the barrel of the camera, ladies and gents, and saying, where are you tonight? Uh, no, things came up. Life happens. I am, I am, however, very happy to be um, joined by David and Erin, and of course, guy. welcome, guys. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. They, um, for those After Buzz fans out there, you may have just seen them on uh, United States of Tar. Am I correct? Yes. Correct. And, and I also Nurse do. Jackie. Yeah, Nurse and Jackie. A big, so this is your third After Buzz tonight? It is. <laughs> that, is a a, that is a trifecta. <laughs> um, Phil, has that ever been achieved before? Ha, no? Yeah. Um, like, I. I no, may probably not. Think... Probably not. We've, we've course, never had this many shows. We've never had this many shows. That's right, ladies and gents. Afterbuzz uh, is really uh, kicking along. I think we're up to twenty-three shows now. That was, of course, Phil Svitek, um, Afterbuzz's uh, head honcho producer in the Perspex booth. Uh, so, look, well, it's really I'm not great. the head honcho. Well, I, I mean, am... you're you're running the show. For I'm on you're running you the show for tonight. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin will and Kevin and Maria will allow us uh, that one. Speaking of Kevin and Maria, um, isn't this a lovely photo, Phil? Can you um, can you get this um, on there? Do you, are you getting that? There we go. Yes, there you go. I, yeah, I got that. That's Kevin and Maria um, on cha- in chapter ten, page 150 and 151 of. 
The Every Girl's Guide to Life by Maria Menounos, currently number three on uh, the New York Times bestsellers list. Congratulations, Congratulations. Maria. Um, Ladies and gents, I I said this in my show, um, a solo effort of The Killing on Sunday night. If you if you're a girl, garden buy it. If you're a boy, garden buy it, uh, and give it to your sister, your mum, or your girlf, or maybe read it for yourself. I want to just uh, read something from page 151. Yeah, let's do. Um, chapter 10 is titled "Every Girl in Love," and Maria answers your most pressing dating questions. This is a very important question, girls. How do I know if he's a bum? Beware of guys who can't hold a job or have or have no career aspirations. This type of behaviour reveals mountains about who they are as human beings. It shows a lack of discipline, commitment, care and focus. These drawbacks will hurt you in the long run. I went on a date once with a guy who didn't have a cell phone. That was a sign. <laughs> that, was, that was a sign. He Skyped me. He Skyped me. He, he Skyped you, but he didn't have a cell phone. He didn't phone. have a landline. He had a Skype on his computer. He Skyped me. Well, I mean, that webcam, that, right? I, I but, wish you. I mean, a guy no who's webcam. a guy who's using Skype and doesn't have a cell phone no cell doesn't phone. seem to make sense to me. Like they're both... I thought maybe he was some crunchy sort of Earth person. Not the case. <laughs> he, he was out to just be your poor. Stalker. Was he a bum? He was Aaron? a bum. He was a bum. I you've heard it here first. You've heard it here first, people. Aaron's dated a bum, and she says, "Don't do it either." <laughs> anyway, After Buzz TV exclusive. There it is. <laughs> All right, there it is. Good That's the you. book. Gut and buy it. Um, and give it away because it's awesome. Well done, Maria. Well done, Kevin. We love you. Um, we love you for, for being born that way. Born this and way. And that's a very <laughs> obvious segue into tonight's Good title segue. of Glee. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm here all night. <laughs> <laughs> so the title of tonight's episode was Born This Way. It was billed as a bit of a Lady Gaga special. Yeah. Not, it, not as Not well. really. Not musically. In spirit, Yes. Um, yeah. I suppose. But Matthew Morrison says that she's the teacher. She's the inspiration. Yeah. She, yeah. She's one of their uh, one of their greatest influences. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was a, it was a nice. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't here last week, ladies and gents. Uh, Elizabeth and her mum and Phil did a super effort. Um, and uh, it's so exciting to be back for what was an, the first not first 90 minute Glee. Have we seen a 90 minute Glee before? I don't think, so. I don't think we have. Um, and it felt to me just like a little bit more opportunity for advertising. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would like to know that you in the in the you know standard show there are 42 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, I would love to know how much more there was of actual Glee time. Um, I would have you know maybe 10 minutes, but of the extra half an hour, I'd like to think at least. Over half of it went to advertising. I think there was an extra number too. Like there was, there was one extra song. I felt like that was too. Mu- it was like too much. Oh, you so felt there was one too many. But yeah. there weren't. It took them a long time for the for the songs to begin. That's true. There was a lot of act. But I have to say, I didn't mind it. I yeah. felt like it gave a lot of the uh, scenes a little bit more space, a little bit more breathing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I liked the way we got some of our our storylines converging. Tonight, yeah. all kind of under this umbrella of people wanting to be something that they're not. Yes, we had Rachel's nose. Mm-hmm. We had Kurt's. Re- we had uh, Santana's uh, lesbianism. Lebanese. Le- Le- Lebaneseism. <laughs> Lebanese. Overcrossing with Karofsky's gayness. Right. Um, we have Emma's OCD and hers. It was everyone and Quinn's. Fatty Boomba passed. Oh my god! Everyone <laughs> oh my denying. God. Everyone denying. What things. about the the girl with the contacts, the blue eyes? Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I never remember Jenna's her name. Character. Tina. Tina. Bless her Tina. heart. Tina. Why do I never forget Tina, her name? You. Anyway, let's let's go through it from the top. Uh, we open, of course, with uh, with it time to be dancing booty camp. 
um, because no one can, they can all sing well, but they can't dance well. And we do know this. We've noted this many times watching Glee that right. we have a couple of people that can dance extremely well and others that, are, that aren't always up to scratch. Yeah. Um, uh, and, of course, Finn conks, uh, conks Rachel. Rachel in the schnoz. Yes, real hard. And which, which brings up, which is a nice little way into this whole idea and, and, and her getting a nose job, potential nose job. And there were a couple of great quotes early on that I noted. Um, first of all, Rachel, won't Quinn be mad, you sitting at vigil at my bedside? <laughs> so dramatic. And then the doctors, it's a, it's like a rite of passage for Jewish girls to get Which nose jobs. That was so amazing. True. I was you having responded this conversation this morning with somebody. So what was the yeah. conversation you were having? Um, well, I recently had my nose fixed. Right. Um, like a month ago, and I was talking to someone. It looks beautiful. Thank you. May I say, <laughs> David, thank congratulations. You, thank you. Um, and I'm also Jewish, so I was talking to someone. <laughs> a rite of passage for thing. girls. For and Jewish how it's girls. a rite of passage for most Jewish people to get a nose job. Because, you know. Genetically, they're genetically larger. They're, they're much bigger. Yeah. I mean, I also had mine. Yeah, how did you respond aesthetic. to her not getting the nose job in the end? Was that weird? It was weird. They had to do it though. I mean, it would unstrike. I mean, do you know what was interesting with those two photos where they where they did uh, Rachel as if Quinn she, as four and a half? They had totally taken some of Quinn's actual like face and yes. molded them yeah. together yeah, with yeah, that yeah. technology. That was kind of terrifying. It yes. was kind of terrifying. I'm kind of glad that yeah, that was that was enough to put me off. <laughs> yeah, it. they did more than the nose. They did. It should be yeah. noted. Absolutely, it was quite effective though. Uh, so of course, um, Quinn. Uh, Rachel wants to get a nose job uh, and then uh, brings it to the class. And Santana, who had a really strong impact on tonight's episode, and I thought she did quite a good job. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was nice She's to see. She's a really solid actress, I Yeah, think. she really can I bring I believe it. her. Yeah, she, they yeah. give her character a lot of meat and like a lot of stuff to work with. Yeah. Some pretty, like, like some of those, she, she of course poo-poos Rachel's idea and says, well, uh, calls, calls, calls everyone on it, actually. Right. And says, as if we don't all have something we want to change about ourselves, <laughs> yeah. which is true. Who doesn't? We right. all do. I mean, what would you, what would you change if you've got your nose done? <laughs> I'm done. You're He's done? perfect now. I'm perfect now. No, I'd get, um, I'd, n- my teeth. You get your teeth done? Yeah. I've already had mine done. Oh, really? Check that out. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I got them done when I was at drama school. Yeah. Do you want to get the, Do you want to get a close up of these babies? <laughs> get in there. Phil? Now, do you have caps or do you have No, just I did braces. Okay. Oh, that, see, I I've had done the, braces. I, I had braces. Go one, go one more time, Paul, for the audience. There it is. Let me come right in here. That is Paul's teeth. <laughs> for those of you who can't see, check out They're the They're pretty um they're pretty straight. They are very I would agree straight. With that. I, I wore braces for ten years and my teeth are still crooked. So. Ten. Well, you yeah. see, I was the oldest man in Australia with braces. I had them at twenty-three. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that's until rough. my brother, my little brother, has them now. He's he's thirty and he's about to. That gave a little bit too much away <laughs> when I said little brother. Then um, he you has did. had them for like three years. Like won't come wow. off. It's a nightmare. Yeah. You know, I got those done, but I probably I don't know what they I'd do. Change. Look good. They do. Look They're thank straight. You. Well, you know, I still wear my I restu- still, still wear a retainer, retainer sometimes at night. Once every Every month or something, I'll I just pull myself through retainer. it. Erin, would you change anything? Or are you perfect? Well, well uh, in I've, our eyes, give it up, Erin. I've always wanted to have like really big lips, like <laughs> fish lips, <laughs> really? that would like you eat people, eat, like, like poured over. Straight. Like I blink and they blink. You, you, you'd Amazing. like to be trout, uh, trout. I want, I want trout lips. I mean, I know that he, that he didn't like that on this episode, but I want. No, he was talking about his teeth. No, trout lips. Yeah, on his t-shirt yeah. he had trout. What's it's his lips. toothy 
Trouty Trouty Malfi. It's his lips. Which is what Santana used to call him. And I loved how they said Finn had custard nipples. That was amazing. (laughs) It could look like a dessert if you put powdered sugar. And and Tina needs to get an ID slanting. I mean, what don't they? They'll they'll have a crack at anything here. That's true. A lot of people in Asian culture do do that. Yeah. They get the extra eyelid put on. Also, bleaching of the skin. Bleaching of the skin. Bleaching of all sorts of parts of the body these days. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty full on what goes on out there, I know especially they in this bleaching city. Bleaching freckles. I yeah. had never heard of that. You should do that. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Bleaching <laughs> freckles, lasering p- hair permanently off all parts of the body, yeah. bleaching buttholes for porn. I mean, it all happens. Wow. Yes. It's really intense. You gotta look pretty down there if you you're gonna do. do porn. Well, if we're gonna be looking right. at it. <laughs> Got to be fresh and clean. It's pretty well, intense. I'm going to come clean and say the one thing I hate about me. Oh, here we go. And the reason why you don't see me on these video shows is because I hate my hair. Really? Yeah. Oh, why don't you have sh- it? That's weird. Just why don't you shave it off, mate? <laughs> I don't. I. I don't have. I want a hairstyle for for years. I mean, for my whole life, I haven't had a hairstyle. Mate, I'm gonna. I'll, I mean, let's get. Let's make this a little project. I can get you I some know, gel. Right? <laughs> we can get you like a hairstyle. Honey, I've got extra gel at home. I mean, I, we, I've got a hairdresser. I could. I could refer you to. <laughs> we who's, all probably have a hairdresser <laughs> yes, <we do. laughs> who's quite fashionable and may be able to style well, you into something. Here's a. Here's a. After Buzz TV exclusive. Wow. So nice. one of one of our, uh, you know, Marie. Marie obviously ha- knows the best hairstyles. Of course and, she does. Of course. So, in fact, one of them once dyed my hair for me over in Beverly Hills at a, at a salon there. I had to get my hair done for, for Serial Buddies, which is the film that Marie produced and Kevin directed, and I had bleached hair in it and looked quite different to what I do today, bearded and scruffy. Right. Um, and uh, she sent me to one of her hairdressers, Phil, and I got the full works. I got the full, <laughs> I was treated like a king. Made them making me coffees, head massages. I love and then, when they give you coffee. I know. It's kind of cool. Makes you feel better. It's kind of cool. <laughs> coffee. Wait, anyway, what were you going to say? Alcohol would make me feel better. So you well, went. I was going to say, no. I, um, so for her part of her book party, um, obviously everyone who's anyone was there. Um, and so I met this hair. So, I mean, I've known this hairstylist uh, for a few months now. And uh, he's like, you know, come down anytime. And I'm like, I'm one of those people you hate. I just, I just don't care. About my hair. I've just succumbed to the fact that it's just bad. Uh, okay. So, but he was like, no, no, no. So you're, you're, you're admitting resignation and yet, and yet self-hatred of it. So, uh, yes. you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for a fall here, um, Svitek. We're going to have to, uh, we're going we're gonna to fix this, ladies and gents. <laughs> I pledge to you right now that we're going to fix Phil Svitek's hair, hair, even if we have to do a Zach Galifianakis a la SNL, get him on the table here and shave his head off, <laughs> shave his hair You could do like a Justin Timberlake, like a shaved head. Yeah. Just, I mean, that might be cool, mate. He you looks better. Militaristic and... It'd be nice for the summer. Anyway, look, <laughs> well, we, we'll we give digress. It a shot. <laughs> we digress. We've got Glee to talk about. Mr. Shu and Emma uh, clean grapes together. Yes, and part we, of their ritual. Uh, and we, uh, we were introduced to a slightly different concept of this, of self-hatred, not loving yourself, not being honest, um, loving yourself warts and all. Of course, Emma's is an inside affliction. It's not right. so much with her appearance. Yeah. It's about with a, a mental disease. And I they, know, it was kind of amazing because they called it finally a mental illness. Yeah, they really went there the today first, with that. Yeah. The therapy session, which I thought was kind of cool, and yeah. she really, uh, Jama, um, Jama, Jama Mays, Mays is so good. 
I mean, that was so kind of so awesome, weird. that scene. I know. I just always believe that for, she is that crazy. And for a com- I mean, she, she's a comic <laughs> actress. She probably possible. see herself or pitch herself as a comic actress, but she can pull out a little tear joke pretty pretty. Oh, smoothly. yeah. The, yeah. the scene when she was with the therapist. Yeah. That was, was really moving. Exactly, yeah. I know. Touching. That was probably I'm the first so time I haven't laughed I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed or whatever she, she said. Yeah. We will come to that maybe a bit later. Um, so Santana wants to be prom queen... Everyone wants to be prom queen in this yeah, episode. It's a big deal, isn't it? Uh, and she wants to to win yeah. Britney back. She's having we have get a little bit of in a monologue from her, mm-hmm. and she just and she decides that Karofsky uh, might be the guy. The She's got boy. a great gaydar. She sees him. Check out. Uh, Sam's butt. Yeah, she knows now what Kurt already <laughs> and knows. She knows. Yeah, she's picked up on that. Put together. She's quite. She's quite uh, switched on. She's smart that one. Yeah. So it's she 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 lays that. She's laying that plan. Whilst Mr. Shu comes in and says, "Right, this week we're, you're going to do songs about accepting who you are." Uh, and Emma brings out her t-shirt saying that she's a, she's a, a ginger, or as we would say in Australia, a ginger. <laughs> How did you feel about that, Aaron? That was weird. Were you offended? I was a little offended. Were you offended? I was a little offended. Have you copped it in your life for being a ginger? I I don't think I was ever called a ranger or a ginger. A ranger is much more offensive. I don't think I was ever called either growing up. I was always called like French fry with ketchup on top or firecracker. Were you offended at the South Park episode when all the gingers were rounded up? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Well, because it's you know we have no soul. We're vampires. (laughs) It's all true. (laughs) It's so offensive. It is offensive. Yeah, it is. Oh well. But what you know, whatever. She's a hot redhead. I'm not going to complain. She's on TV. Okay. We'll give her that. Yeah. There, there, there is hope redhead, yet. Right? There is hope yet. Also, however, uh, fighting for perhaps now the uh, the king queen title is Lauren. We find out Lauren um, was a Miss Little Miss Toddler Ohio. She was a beauty queen. She was a child beauty queen. You know, I was just I reading was too. it. I, you know, I was We're reading an article serious. today in Sydney Morning Herald, which is an Australian paper, obviously about the whole. You know, thing in the south with the toddlers doing their beauty queen toddlers and tiaras. Eight-year-olds getting Botox now. Oh my god! Wow. That was about is about an eight-year-old who was made to get Botox. I think I I heard that's about so that. That's so full it's on. Really crazy. No, that's, that's, that's and they looked. I mean, it. quite frankly, they look disgusting. The way that they're made up. I yeah. think it's they look yeah. like dolls. They're like little dolls. Revolting. Yeah. Really me. creepy dolls. Though. The most. Very you know, the most. The most dolls. kind of beautiful thing about a kid is their naturalness. They don't mm-hmm. need any of that. You know. Yeah. I love when Barbie they spray dolls. tan them, though. I mean, that is nuts. <laughs> I love the flippers. The, the fake. What are teeth. the flippers? That's the fake teeth that they wear because they're missing teeth, so they have like adult <laughs> teeth in, which makes them look so. Creepy. That is nuts. But I love. It's like they belong teeth. in an old person's home. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's what old, like really old people trying to maintain youth do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Idiots! How does it happen? It's full circle. Um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Quinn, a size two teenage. <laughs> Queen. Queen. And uh, then, then of course, she says, I'm surprised more girls haven't asked me. My nose is awesome. When she, uh, Rachel takes her into the doctor's appointment because she wants to model her get nose Quinn's on her nose. nose. And we get our first song of the night, which was quite a while coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, honestly. And what a callback song. What a great TLC song. Unpretty. Oh, my right? God. Right? Yes, Such TLC's Unpretty. Song. And 
tell me about it. Did this work for you guys, this duet? I loved it. I, I really it liked fantastic. it. Yeah, so did yeah. I. Yeah. I thought they they actually sang really well. And Quinn, I've I've never thought of her as the stronger singer on no. the show, but but she carried that really well. She did it she well, did. and I didn't feel like there was too much digital auto-tune on it. No. It sounded pretty pure. No. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know what? It's just a great pop song. Am I allowed I to say that? I remember singing that song I remember when, when I was in high school. Yeah. Like but actually, weeping and I quite and enjoyed it. <laughs> I, <laughs> weeping as you can't find I'm pretty. I quite enjoyed just the, the way it was stripped back and just slowed down a little. Yeah. I thought yeah. it just allowed the... It's a really nice melody. Yeah, Who were the members of TLC? Uh, T-Boz, Left Eye and Chili. Hey. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't know that. <laughs> I'm so glad I do. It's so embarrassing that I do. I remember facts about pop culture for Forever. Was Left Eye even alive when this song was yes, released? Yes, this was like their last song together. Left Isn't Eye's she dead? dead by then? Yeah. She died. What from? A car, a car accident. accident. Oh, yeah. Well, that's sad. I'm. S- I think she was dead when this song came out. Maybe when it came out, but she's in the video. That doesn't mean she was alive. Well, when it was God, real. David. Anyway. <laughs> she's in the video. <laughs> well, either way, Left Eye's no longer with us. Right. So. Um, the the point of the peace. story is she's dead. She's okay. Dead. She's totally yeah. dead. You're be careful in Cars, kids. Uh, Quinn <laughs> then takes it to Lauren. Once Lauren starts putting up her own "I want to be queen of the ball," posters. queen of the ball posters. Prom queen. Prom. I'm writing it down. <laughs> queen prom, queen. prom queen. Prom king queen. <laughs> uh, and and Lauren's point is, people are going to vote for me because I'm like them, yes. as opposed to vote for you. Uh, well, Quinn says, like, why would they want to? Like, they're going to vote for someone about who who they want to be, like who's yeah. who's who's who they want to be, which is Quinn. That's the where they differ, and time will tell. Which to me is so interesting because it's sort of like a um, a comment on like our society today and how celebrity obsessed we are. And right. Like, Go yeah, they on. They want to be like Quinn. Everyone wants to be the pretty girl, right? But it's funny, like in in sort of these these uh, these pop culture shows where people vote. Uh, on on contestants say you're American Idols or you mm-hmm. so you think you can dance as it's funny sometimes when it's the underdog it's the one who people feel they can relate to yeah. right will then... come up but then in other, at other times it's the person who represents the, the, the celebrity pretty, the what celebrity, we are not the one that we're not but yeah. like also think about like Carrie Underwood when she won American Idol looked like a completely different person than when she looks like today. That's right. true. She's so been what, made up a lot. She's been, she's, you know. So at the time of weaning, she was what she was one of the people. And she's now, one of the people, and now she's not. Now she's, Although our prom queen in high school looked more like Lauren than Quinn. Really? She was a bigger girl. Really? She was really, she had a great personality. She was our really prom, funny. But our prom queen looked a lot like Quinn. She was blonde. She was tall. She was thin, had blue eyes. I apparently went to the Glee High School. Okay? <laughs> I uh, underdogs are winning. Not. I got to say, uh, my school sort of, I guess, banned. Prom, uh, the prom king queen kind of aspect of oh, wow. things oh, really because aggressive. of this uh, issue. Wow, it is interesting. It is interesting what you know what really truly makes someone popular and whether it's driven by what people want to be or Works. what they think they can relate to. Yeah. yeah, and I I thought I thought the episode dealt with it well tonight. Then Santana has her mano a mano uh, with Karofsky. <laughs> oh my, and comes clean. We're both. both. I wrote down a quote from that too. What was it? The only straight thing I am is straight up bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I have that too. And they agree to be each other's beards. Yes. And who were the uh, who was the president? Uh, the Roosevelt. Like the Roosevelts. Is that is that that... Eleanor Roosevelt? Just said to be a big carpet muncher. 
Big carpet muncher. You heard it here first. Can we have an exclusive? Please? I think it's just because she was very After manly. TV exclusive. <laughs> I mean, if you look at pictures of Eleanor Roosevelt, she was she's a little butch. She was a, a lot butch, but you know, I don't want to speak about badly about anyone who's not I mean, alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who can't defend themselves? Right? That's right. Like, she can't, or she might. She, she might not need She'll to. Come she after might, you. She might have she celebrated might not it. Need to. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, Quinn and Finn have a little fight uh, in the lockers because uh, Finn Finn likes the acceptance thing. Quinn doesn't like the lesson of the week, and I just I really like that shot. And I wondered, have we seen that before? That shot was really it was so cool. interesting. The they'd obviously awesome. set up set up a huge series of lockers, taken out the backs of them, and you can. But they unlike. I mean, it's not. We, we've seen a, an inside a locker shot before in every high school film or yeah. show yeah. ever made. However, to take it right back like that and not just be inside a single locker, took it right back and you could see three of them and there were a couple of extras. We'll yeah. talk about extras later, obviously, because there's some news about that this well, week. Well, it also mm. like formed a wall between Quinn and uh, and Finn. Finn. <laughs> Quinn and Finn. Quinn and Finn. Framed them so separately right. on either sides of the yeah. argument. Yeah. So a metaphor here, guys. There Spatial you go. metaphor. Interesting. <laughs> it's uh, Glee getting high art. Um, uh, then we had the second song. The, this was the segue for the second song of the night, which was I Gotta Be Me, um, which is from... I have no idea. Does is is this the Barbara Streisand one? No, no it's this a, is Finn's song. It's a... Finn um, Finn with Mike. I don't know. I only know, the Sammy, I, I only know the Sammy Davis Jr. Right. one. Right, which is this one, which you may find on the soundtrack to Serial Bodies. Is that still in there? Uh, same. Uh, well, the song is, but we're having it redone. Redone. Right. Great track, and it was, of course, much more upbeat. Right. And Finn was using it to showcase his insecurity, which is his bad dancing. Right. And we had Harry taking the lead, and Finn copying him, trying yeah. to copying him with limited success. Did you guys uh-huh. buy this no. song? No. I didn't really like it. I don't like it. Didn't but I do feel. like Harry dancing. Um, I like him dancing. But you know what? I, d- I just don't like how much they they alter Finn's voice. Because he's come out and said that he can't sing. Oh, oh. really? As an actor. Yeah, he's come out and he said that. that he can't sing. And that if you listen closely, they alter his voice quite a lot. Auto-tune just to it. me, like, that is, you know. Mm. I didn't know that. I just felt I like just the song didn't really have a whole lot of life to it <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah, that too. I mean, it was after listening to Unpretty, seeing something that was like so relevant to what was going on, mm-hmm. I Gotta Be Me with him like, oh, I can't dance. It just didn't quite It just it. didn't It didn't resonate for me. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. Um, I'm trying to make the song resonate now. <laughs> I mean, Thank I can you. hear the passion. In I, I mean, I get it. I get Certainly it. Certainly, in a night of what I think were generally pretty strong, a pretty strong musical night, this was the the weak point. I think. I think so. Too. Yeah, but it also was a particular. The songs were good tonight. I really liked the range. I liked there was a lot of variety, all sorts of different yeah. genres, mm-hmm. time yeah. times of years. Time space continuum. Mm. <laughs> when you get a nose job, you announce to the world that you don't like yourself. Everyone gets gets uh, gets on board here and has a crack at Rachel about not doing it. And, yeah. then, and even Finn comes out and says, "You're beautiful" in front of Quinn, in front of everyone. And Rachel says, "Well, I'm not used. I, I'm, I'm used to being out on my own, and I'm going to do it myself again here." I did think that was a sweet moment with Finn. It I mean, was I nice. liked him what, saying that. What do you think about Tina's turnaround and revelation? Be the change you want to be in the world. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I thought it was a bit. She preaching. wants to be the Asian sex symbol. I thought that was. Funny. <laughs> that was funny. That puts some nice humor into it. Yeah. 
It would, oh, please. Oh, you don't please. like it. <laughs> oh, You're please. over it. I'm so over it. I was so like, preachy. I love you so much right now. I loved how they started hooking and Mr. Shirt to pull them apart. Yeah, that was I mean, quite that funny. Was, that was cute. But uh, so, I can't with the preachiness. Then, of course, Mr. Shu confronts Emma about her anxiety and calls her an expert at deflection, counseling others to avoid having to deal with her own problems. And really Is that can... a new shirt? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that? That, that was, was part of show. it. He said, you're an expert at deflection. Oh, is that, that a new shirt? shirt? Is that what she said? I missed yeah. that. That is funny. Well, I, shot it was fu- oh, that's the shot we were just talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah. Look at them in different worlds, separated by space. My God. My God, it's brilliant. <laughs> Who directed this episode? Do we know, Phil? Uh, give me one moment. No worries. We will know. Anyway, so move, shooting ahead, yeah, Mr. Shu confronts Emma and leaves her with that thought, which obviously has an effect because later we see her in therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was a bit presumptuous of him to be... To come to her with the fruit. And oh at, first I thought, at first I thought it was going to turn south. I really did. Because one of the things, when you're in a relationship with someone who has any affliction, anxieties or, or disabilities of some sort, to get in their face like that and be really pushy can sometimes really push them away. Yeah. yeah. Be very counterproductive. But he kind of came off the accelerator just at the right moment. He, he put it in front of her and said, this is what I think you're doing. You're deflecting and you're using all this stuff as, as an excuse not to engage with yourself. Walk away and let, leave her with it. So he kind of pulled it off to me. Um, right? I gr- no? David? I, I mean, I don't know. He said, have some blueberries, and then they, they cut to commercial. Yeah. I mean, I, so. I got the point of it. I, I got the point of it. I was also nervous as well just because I felt like it would it would be equivalent to, like, someone who's afraid of airplanes and shoving them on a yeah, plane and being yeah. like, okay, it's going to take off. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> that's Have right. Fun. I was, because if someone has, because that's the thing, if someone genuinely has a problem that is acknowledged as being like a, phobia. a disease, like yeah. actually in existence, and you force them to do it, it's sort of like, it's like the weird old school logic, <laughs> bullying kind of logic. Yeah. However, however, what, uh, the, what to me saved it was that he didn't just push her into doing it. He ma- he put it in front of her as an example mm-hmm. to say you need to analyse the like your actions and if you've actually ever come clean with yourself. That's all he was saying. Come clean oh. with yourself as to and acknowledge what, what, what you have inside you because maybe you actually haven't even done that yet. There's a difference between fessing up and saying, I have these problems, going to therapy trying to fix it and then someone pushing it on you as opposed to denying it's ever there yourself. Yeah, I mean, right? obviously yeah. it worked yeah. because she did end up... She did end up going to therapy. Going to therapy. So he, he had a he point. He got his point across. He yeah. got his point across. He did. All right. Um, anyway, so then we come back from that... Well, I was going to really quickly... Um, so the, the guy who directed this episode yes. is... Alfonso Gomez. Alfonso Gomez. Has he done anything else? Do we know? Uh... I don't believe so. No, no other episodes on the. Uh, let show? me check that. Uh, Wikipedia won't. He, his name's not <laughs> clickable, so I assume no. Yeah, Aww. right. Oh. Well, good job, Alfonso. Good job. Good job, Alfonso. <laughs> yeah, there was some nice stuff tonight. Thought it was a pretty smooth app. It wasn't too clunky. You know, sometimes the way that this this the scripts have to be written with the music here, things can jump around, and then sometimes if the yeah. direction isn't smooth, you can really you yeah. can feel like. There are I know two there different have been episodes, episodes going on. Yeah, totally. Where, where things, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, things just kind of we jump into things, and it moves fast, and we accept that with this show because of yeah. what it is. But sometimes it's not smooth, and tonight it, it seemed to be generally to me. There, well, smooth. they kept a consistent theme. I think that's it. They did. The cons- consistency is always the issue. Yeah. So then we we're, we have this scene where 
Karofsky um, and Santana say they're going to be the bully whips. He comes into <laughs> he comes into the Glee Club and apologizes to the whole cl- to the whole Glee Club first, oh and and then he says Santana's been the the the, the catalyst right. to me to being so change. good now. Um, and then we see them. They cut to the bully whips in action, and they're wearing red berets, red berets, satin jackets. That was uh, pretty funny. Do we think it yeah. will last? No. No. No, no, no. no. And I think he's going to be coming out really soon. You think so? Yeah. By the end of the season? Most likely. Yeah. I feel like he'll be outed by Or someone. that, or he'll be outed. It has to I don't go. know if he's going to come out. Well, either way, it's going to come out. Well, so but what was interesting was then when we move into the scene between with him and his father, Kurt and, uh, Kurt and Mr. Hummel, yeah. and Mr. Shu and the principal, there was... I mean, and even in front of the Glee Club, his apology, I mean, A, the actor who plays Karofsky, I think, is quite good, as we said at the time, but Karofsky himself is quite a good actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he really, do you think it was all show, or do you think he was using the fact that it is show to be honest and kind of come clean because he feels so guilty within himself as a human? Do you know I think what I'm saying? He was being, yeah. I think he was being honest when he said, you know, I'm sorry, I, that wasn't me. I didn't mean to threaten to kill you. Yeah, and it was interesting <laughs> I think he realised that he it was, was like wrong. A it was interesting yeah. hearing his father talking about him as a young, yeah. young boy uh-huh. who was in Scouts and all this stuff, who was, you know, being a good kid and yeah. whatever. And you can see how much he's... His, his conflict inside about who he is has driven him to be, to be such a To become prick. a bully. Yeah. yeah. But I think also, like, he, um, he, like, at some point, he's just so afraid of being outed. Yeah. And you can feel that in those speeches, too. Like, he's watching himself he's, very carefully. He's yeah. just terrified. Yeah. Just terrified. And it was, again, another opportunity for the writers to drop in the stuff about the bullying mm-hmm. and, you know, the recent deaths this year of, mm-hmm. of some kids who have taken their own lives. And so and I feel like this show has become a real, like, GLBT advocate yeah. almost. Like, almost every episode has some sort of, like, anti-bullying <laughs> or, like, gay is okay type yeah, of absolutely. theme, which is great. It is every, great. Every, uh, there's there's always, and, and, you know, mid-season we had the alcohol episode and the oh my sex education episode. <laughs> that alcohol episode was insane. It was pretty funny. Well, speaking great. of mid-episodes, I do want to apologize to our, our director, Alfonso. He did direct uh, this season um, our Christmas special, a very Gleek oh. Christmas. Oh. Did he really? He that was did. funny. That was I a good one? Special. Yeah, it was... Um, I was in Australia at that time. Oh, Jane Lynch kind of played the Grinch, and that was pretty awesome. great. Awesome. Good for him. Oh, well, good yes, to have indeed. you back, Alfonso. It was also interesting that um, Karofsky's father talked about oh, the, their, him, him and Mr. Hummel, and like when we were kids, we always used to say that stuff, the, the generational comment mm-hmm. as right. well, mm-hmm. that obviously gets passed down and provides the, the stress that a kid feels, perhaps with an old school father who's very hetero and old yeah. school, and that's perhaps where that can come from. Or where the tension of coming out could come from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or where like a, mental, like a mentality of non-acceptance because what'll be really interesting what'll be really interesting and where i hope they go if they if karofsky does come out is i want to see his dad's response yeah Yeah, that would be very interesting that actor has been in other things too his father the actor that plays his father i'm not sure what but his face was so familiar yeah well i i i i I like that scene it was nothing but then of course we see the like the politic in kurt come out he's quite he's quite He's quite nifty. He uses it. He knows he wants to come back, and he uses his leverage here over Karofsky to, to come back. 
Yeah, he's no. He knows something is up, (laughs) and he doesn't mind that it's a that it's a ruse to get himself back, right? But for me, yes, I agree with you. But you know, it's in in essence, it is a a, another form of bullying on the opposite end. Kurt bullying, however, yeah, his name. But I don't, I don't mind this form, right? I mean. It's actually kind of pushing Karofsky, yeah, but, pushing know. him, but pushing him closer to who who he is. But is that really Kurt's decision to be pushing him to come out? Well, and he's, pushing him he, to but be, like, he's not. He's himself, not. He says, you know? I, "He's not." He says, "I'm not an outer." Right. Just as much as I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pull pull you out. Just as yeah. uh, that's just as bad uh, as you bullying me for for, for 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 being out. Right. But I think like he knows that that's what Karofsky responds to. But he's right. also bully. presented with a situation. Santana's created Santana's being the bully. Right. She's the one being the bitch. <laughs> and Kurt's just being an opportunist, I think. And yeah. saying, you know what, well, this gets me back to the school and looks like I'll be protected. So so just remember what I know about you yeah. and let's make this work. Yeah. I don't actually believe that Kurt would ever out him. No. Unless really provoked. Yeah. And so, of course. Kurt is back, and as we said just before we started, I mean, to me, really, this was this one of the big changes the, the, in terms of the mood of the show, the tone of the show, I felt, was Kurt Hummel is back. Yeah. Because not because whilst he's been over at the school, he also hasn't sung much. It was very much the Darren Chris show. Um, yeah. And uh, there was just, he really was back. He sung, he led two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, at least one of them was dancing, but... Anyway, he was he was just ever present. He was just ever present, and yeah. I kind of I kind of liked it. It felt like he was home again or something. I yeah. missed him. <laughs> you know, we missed him as a character. The thing that that David and I were saying while we were watching it is how dramatic He's, his songs oh, are. Everything about like what they give. I don't like, think it's, it's high. It's high camp. It's high camp. Is isn't high it? camp and like full on drama. I mean, I don't also remember like the last crying time I in watched every an episode. Song. He hasn't cried. Yeah, I I agree. I would it does get to the point sometimes where I'm like, okay man, we get it. Yeah. I mean you're, if you you're pained even, and troubled. Even in this episode, most scenes, even if he's just like speaking with someone, he's tearing up and he's crying. And it's like it's Yeah, it's, which I guess is fitting because it's a welcome home. But it's Yeah, but the problem always, is that sometimes, you know, and certainly for 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 a young actor as well, I think the trap is 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 falling into acting from an emotional state. Right. 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 right rather right. than just having it in you and just and, and working against it, you know, yeah. trying not to show it. And we certainly have seen plenty of it at times. It's been absolutely warranted and necessary. Yeah. But, yeah, right. you're right. Overkill can get just can get boring. Yeah, it yeah. kind of washes boring. stuff and out. It's like, do you have another emotion besides yeah. crying? Be- crying. Besides On the cue. pain. Yeah. But it brought us to song number three, which was by Keen. Uh, Somewhere some, only we know, and is just such an amazing song. Yeah, and, Keen, and this was a great rendition. And too. It was a super rendition. I totally agree. Yeah. And you know, the Keen, Keen are one of those British bands that have been around for a long time. At, mm-hmm. the, at first, I asked, was it Travis? I also, for a while, was the thought, is it Elbow? I always get the three of them sometimes. Mixed I ha- up. Yeah, I remember buying this album, and mm. it was such a great album. Yeah. Um, but the. I just thought Darren Criss did a really good job he of did. Totally seeing agree. this and making it authentic. Although we commented how funny it was that they just had a baby grand piano yeah, right in, in the, the middle, middle of the schoolyard. I don't know that that was necessary. I love that. They only used it for one shot as well. Yeah. I mean, he was running all around the place. But it's such... Those things are heavy. Yeah, you but... know it took a long time to get and that And every in there. time you move that thing, you got to tune it. That's right. You know, but I... Um, <laughs> I love the fact that they did a Keen song, and I would love to see more songs like this. Yeah. These kind of, uh, these sort of alternative uh, pop groups from England, like like yeah. Keen and Elbow, that have been around for years, but 
15 or 20 years they've been they've been playing and then just coming over this side of the Atlantic a little bit more now but just, there are so many great songs like that. They just aren't like they just aren't yeah. kind of top forty pop. Mm-hmm. They've just got a little bit of heart and soul and well, the problem with top forty pop and even like hearing "Born This Way," it's like it's already playing so much on the radio. Yeah, you're already yeah. sick of it. Yeah, yeah, so it's nice to hear like a Keen song where you're like, "Oh, I remember this song." Or it's a song, song like "Unpretty" that was that was great. A, a few. Yeah, but that is not Years overkill yeah. right now. Not Absolutely. now because when was the last time you heard that song? Right, and then of course. <laughs> We went. We then went straight in. Went back to back songs here. Came back from the commercial and had Kurt's "I'm Back, I'm Back" song, mm-hmm. and he which sang, was very long. He was and very dramatic. long. And very. It was. Very I mean, dramatic. it was a piece of musical theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that's allowed for that. I yeah. suppose that's how yeah. it's got to be done, right? At one point, he was on stage with theater sets just yeah. sort of and, and he was like them. singing to himself in the mirror yeah. and now that is a Streisand oh. song correct? yes yeah. called I googled it what's she it called? googled it um, something anyway I recognized it and <laughs> I can't remember I do have to I say though I mean he really does have an amazing here. upper register like his falsetto is oh, incredible yeah. the cardboard trees he sounds like Babs. I mean, that's... Babs sounds way better. Well, she's Babs. Exactly. Stop trying to be Barbara Streisand, Chris Colfer. <laughs> I'd like to hear Leah Michelle sing this song Yeah, as well. that would be great. I would prefer to hear Leah Michelle sing this song, yeah. personally. But, you know, it's all about coming home and being back with the crew yeah. and all that stuff. So that was fitting, and there he was singing to everyone. Yeah. Then we come to Lauren, and Lauren walks past Quinn in the corridor and said, and calls her Lucy. And immediately we know that something's up and that there's going to be a revelation because yeah. of Quinn's response. And we find out that in a past life almost, she was Lucy Kabusi, fat, braced, braced, braces, acne, um, acne, acne ridden, yeah. and, like any and a sort of awkward teenager, stage. and with with a huge nose, right? Yeah. And then when her dad got a transfer, she got the nose job and mm-hmm. lost weight because she found out she was athletic. Whatever. Did we uh, did we buy this this setup? No. Why not? Knowing what I know about um, Diana Agron as a person, right? Um, as an actress and just like a human being, knowing that she came from like Burlingame, California, and she was prom queen at her high school, right? And she's always been a blonde, you know. Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, for something me that did like... cross my mind is they made the photo of Rachel look so much like Queen. Yeah, and it still was clearly a a kind of a mesh. A mesh. I really I wanted the 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 fatty boomba photo of Queen to look a little bit more like Queen. Like her. Yeah. It just so that to it was me more to me it looked more like Lauren than yeah. like Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean agree. I guess that's the I guess that's the idea of her being like bigger with a big I just nose I and wasn't like sure hair, about like... I wasn't sure about the retrospective monologue from Queen. No, I, I mean I I've didn't... never I, I've never been moved by any of her monologues. There's I, I think when actually when she was pregnant, there was one where I was like, "Oh, that was that was a great piece of acting." Yeah. But this one, you just felt like she wasn't sincere about it, and maybe it is because she has no experience being an <laughs> I like girl. her though. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think she's all right personally, but it, 
there is something to that storyline of like transformation, which I think a lot mm-hmm. of people go yeah. through but from middle school to high school where you look one way and then you want to completely change who yeah. you are and you yeah. go into a new high school environment. Mm-hmm. I think there and is it's something an opportunity to, that story. To, to, to start again. Yeah. So I yeah. think that was that that was useful. Yeah, but I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. I also feel like it wasn't originally part of the character of Quinn. No, no I feel like they they it was they added it in for this episode. Yeah, as an opportunity. And like they were like, okay, let's just give her some depth and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just I agree with that, yeah. and but and of course it shows Lauren being completely politically expedient, and going to she has a little Watergate session, yeah. busting in. She with can like Park. pick the lock with her bobby pin. Uh, I've really enjoyed fun. her character. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. It's yeah, they make her very smart and confident, yeah. and it's sort of refreshing. To she's see not that. really like the loser. No, yeah, which I love. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I I personally don't know the full story about her being written in but it feels like it was where she started with a one with a one liner and (laughs) she had a one line and she's just uh, like what happened with Heather Morris and Brittany Mm -hmm. and just grown from there and sometimes I feel like she uh, on an acting level doesn't quite hit it but more and more she that that happens less and less with you know she's getting stronger and stronger Uh, so then but of course Lauren has put up the Lucy Kabusi poster so everyone knows about Quinn but of course horrible past this this ends up this ends up serving her in her in her quest for uh, Queen of the Prom um, Prom Queen and um, those three girls those three girls are like really yeah they can relate to her. And yeah, there were three girls who we've were never like seen before. a blonde brunette and a redhead of yeah. the same weight and same sort right. of look. And they're all dressed exactly the like same. Like triplets. It was like a Tweedledee. So it was like a yeah. Tweedledum and Tweedledee and Tweedledah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wonder why we haven't seen them before because it's quite a fu- it's quite a fun chorus thing. Without, yeah. Like you could really utilize that comedically, yeah. always commenting on the you know which way the popular vote's yeah. going. You know, you those girls, and then you've got frizzy-haired uh, Af- uh, Jufro guy, and all those. You know, all those. That's what he calls himself. It's I haven't like, seen I him in a while. Yeah, he comes to us. It is funny. Um, all right, and then we uh, Kurt steps in and channels Barbara Streisand to seal the deal with getting getting Rachel not to do the nose yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think, did they actually sing that song or did they just play it? They, they just played it. It was all it, dancing. Right? What's it called when people do that in the shopping mall? Flash mob. Flash, Flash mob. Flash mob. Okay. I, and we've, we've seen this I one other time when too. we saw this back in the episode when Artie dreamt that he dance. could dance. <laughs> mall. In the same mall. Was it? It looked it like the same mall. Same mall. Well, that still, I loved it. I just, I just think flash. It's, it's just, fun. it's just the funnest thing uh, yeah. to imagine that. I just kind of imagine that happening. Uh, like, has have you ever, has that ever happened to you? That was just my foot. I've never. Oh, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, the sky the is falling. Um, I've never seen that in person. I've never. Seen I've a flash always mob wanted to start just, a flash mob. So if anyone wants to start one, call. Call me. There you go. What, what's our number? What's the number, Phil? What's the number that people should call if you're listening or watching on Ustream right now and you want to talk do to a us flash mob at with any you. moment in time? You can actually call us right now and speak live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, go. How the number is the number is four two four two five six seventeen twenty nine. For those of you watching, it's on the screen. For those of you uh, listening. Uh, that's the number to call, and uh, you know one of the tough things right now. We uh, because it was a ninety-minute episode, obviously it was tough to get into. It, it, you know we didn't go on at not at our regular time, so we apologize to the viewers for throwing you off. That but they way. were probably watching until the very same time, so hopefully they're just with us. Yeah, yes. and. That's right. uh, 
if you want to, so if you want to ha- make a comment, call. But also, if you want to do a dance thing in me, flash in a, mob. If you want to dance with me, with Aaron, that's <laughs> she's the number. Also probably going to need someone to choreograph. That's the right. Flash mob. But I learned very quickly. She's a, she's a quick study, guys. <laughs> that's right. So, so they danced to this Barbara, Stry- Barbara Streisand dance track, and it was just a heap of fun for me. I thought it was kind of just great. I love that yeah, no, song. I love that it's song. So too. It makes you dance. It's so bizarre. So and I also like seeing more than just the Glee Club people dance. Yeah. Because they like obviously random. had a few people they who get could old. dance. Yeah, and they, there were a few people in there who could dance. No mm-hmm. one, you know, went they had many. an older woman. Did you see her? That that was two older women. Yeah, it was hilarious. And they had a huge Barbara Streisand the theme too. Yeah. This episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, back to back Barbara. Yeah, back to back. Her nose. Her nose. Her nose. Her nose. And then of course Emma. We see Emma getting therapy as we've already mentioned. Uh, Forty-eight minutes of the hour she spent cleaning the chair, uh, which <laughs> that's was something I would do. Kind of amusing. <laughs> You're cleaning the chair right I'm now. Cleaning the chair right now. But it did. Uh, it did. Was a nice kind of intro to. The therapist making the point she needed to make, yeah. and she, yeah. um, of course, Emma resisted, but she got a, got out of her what she needed to get out of her. And, a little um, emotional moment. An emotional moment where she said, I'm so ashamed, and that was really, I mean, it was really touching, and uh, I think, you know, when these, so many things like this in your life that you're not happy with, it, it's always a projection. It's always self, and what you think other people are going to think of you, mm-hmm. and most of the time, I don't think other people do judge you the way you judge yourself, and... That's what, well, I think kind of what this episode's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all our, our own harshest critics. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of thing, too. I mean, especially when you have to be put on pills for something, I think people feel like there's something wrong with them mm. just because they have to go on a pill, yeah. which is not the case. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's a stigma yeah. with that kind of thing. It also depends on, like, the the level of your OCD. Yeah, I mean, Emma's is, is Emma's is like is severe. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something that would definitely get in the way of her regular life. Well, yeah, yeah she's a thirty-something-year-old sure. virgin for one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's getting in the way of, of all sorts something. of great things. Getting in the way of something. I have some germicidal wipes she can borrow. <laughs> Clean that off. Wipe off Mister Shoe's parts and that's anyway. right. His naughty bits. <laughs> It'll take only a minute. <laughs> all right. So then Lauren apologizes to Quinn. About what she did after, and the the, the Tweedledum, Tweedledee, and Tweedledah say, "Oh my God, you're the best." <laughs> and Quinn, oh but Quinn says to Lauren, <laughs> "I had to get a nose job and uh, and a, do a do a crazy pounds. diet to walk around like I own the school. You just do it." And they have a little bonding moment. Yeah. And I wonder if that will ever see sweet. that again. But anyway, it happened. And then we have uh, another sort of chat between Santana and Brittany. Uh, Brittany says to her something about being Lebanese, and <laughs> what well, she 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 made her a, a she makes her a shirt that's supposed shirt. to say lesbian, but it says I'm Lebanese because um, she originally has a shirt that just says bitch, which is yeah. obvious. That's the obvious thing. She isn't fessing up to to what she actually is. And they're also saying I love you, and well, I love you this way. I know it's Here, so sad. <laughs> the other the other times that they've had. Their little scenes. The very first time that Santana came clean with her, and then their other little fights. None of those have worked for me. Not the concept of Santana and Britney's relationship, but the writing has felt rushed. It's been in episodes that weren't completely smooth to me Mm -hmm. as whole episodes. This was the first time that I felt it kind of worked. There was at least I didn't hate it. This clicked for you. Well, just relative to how much I really didn't enjoy the other 
com- confrontations they'd had on this topic. It just, I just didn't believe any of it. Yeah, basically, when it was first brought up, I remember that episode when she was kind of like, "Oh, I'm, I'm in love with you. I'm a lesbian." That was really rushed to me because it had it. not just been in any nothing other episodes. Had, it, just none, not, it just hadn't had the time. It yeah. hadn't been established. It does feel more like I'm accepting it now. Yeah, now yeah, I, yeah. I know what she is and like and the dialogue was, is fitting more. Yeah, and yeah. but the scene just had enough time to breathe for it to at least be remotely believable. And, and But actually it was also the first time that we've really seen Heather Morris and Brittany sort of fire up. She kind of fired up a little bit and walked off at the end. What yeah. did she say? I mean, because Heather Morris has not really ever been challenged as an actress apart from doing dumb one-liners. We all know she's the best at, like dancer in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about this dance online of hers in the next bit of the show that blew my mind today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she You're kind going of, through something right she now. She kind of fired up and had a crack at her and then walked off. And did she sort of, she sort of pulled it off. I'm, I'm wanting her to pull it off. I wanted to. No, I think she did. I mean, it was a yeah. very like relationshipy type fight. Mm-hmm. That the other they thing had. is when she does say her ditzy lines, I don't believe that she's, I mean, I, I believe that she's sincere, I guess, in her ditziness. You I've never questioned it. You believe that she's dumb. You believe that she's <laughs> I think that she delivers idiot. it pretty well. No, I'm really she strong kind of, delivery. Yeah, she kind of like gets a glassy look in her eye and she delivers it, and I, I believe that, yeah. that she's a ditz. That's so, right. Hey. She certainly pulled it off. And, of That's course, right. her shirt said, I'm with stupid pointing yeah. up. <laughs> and then, then we go into the, the, the big finale, which Gaga. was Born This Way by Lady Gaga. And it was a very... Uh, it was a fine. It was a reproduction of the single. They were. They didn't really do anything different with it. No, it's not they really copied anything. the choreography. It, it's already from a copy. Of, it's already a copy of of a Madonna song anyway. So why not stay true to it? Yeah. And everyone has their shirts at this point. And they should have done express express yourself. It would have been a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Maybe they should have. You know what? Gone between both, but that probably would have been seen as an insult to Lady Gaga. Yeah. But she, I mean, she's aware of the tribute she's made, the homage that it is. Certainly, oh, yeah. it felt, certainly at the Grammys, her performance. This is Lady Gaga. I'm talking about now. Like, her, like it was a it was a Madonna tribute in terms of the dance moves. I mean, yeah. and her look, everything. Yeah. yeah. So she must be aware of it. Um, and so, yeah, everyone's got a different T-shirt. Were there, was there any T-shirt that you loved? What were all the T-shirts? Mr. I, Shoes was Butchin. Butchin. I liked the Can't Dance that Mike for, wore. For, or, sorry, for Can't Quinn. Sing. Can't Sing. sing. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Can't Dance good. for Quinn. Can't Dance for Mike Chang. Right. Uh, Trouty Mouth for Sam. I Like Boys for... Kurt. For Kurt. And no weave. No weave. No weave, right. which is about hair extensions. Tracks. I've I've been yes. told. Was Artie in that number? Yeah, yes, he was. Four legs. Four eyes. Four, oh, legs. four, four eyes. legs. I think it said four legs. I didn't see the second I word. Know. I just assumed it was four eyes, which, but it must be four legs. <laughs> no idea. It must be. I, I mean, I, it must be four legs because someone pointed at his wheelchair. Yeah. Is there anyone that we've missed? Uh, Tina. Puck had. Uh, Tina had brown eyes. Uh, brown eyes. Oh yeah. That was I don't know why. What did Puck have? Puck, Puck had, had I'm with stupid, stupid pointing, pointing down, down uh, pointing towards his junk. <laughs> the thing that gets him in. Oh, because he's trouble. is he embarrassed about the size of his penis? Is that what that is? Is this a new plot or point? It, <laughs> or no? It's obviously about his penis getting him into trouble. Yeah. Getting him, getting girls knocked head. up. He thinks with his with his Johnson. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. What was that one about? Oh yeah, he yeah. Got it gets him up. into trouble. Yeah. And then of course. Uh, young Emma turns up with OCD, OCD. and everyone's happy. Yeah. Oh, and it brings us to her. the end of what was, I think, a pretty 
a pretty solid episode. For 90 minutes, I thought it went really quickly. Yeah, it, it did went go really pretty quick. quickly. It was a decent episode. It was well put together. So well done, Brad Fulchuk, on that one. And on that note, ladies and gents, let's go to a commercial and come back and talk about news and gossip. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Four, I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Oh, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome uh, to the second part of tonight's show, After Buzz TV for Glee. Season 2, episode 18, Born This Way. Oh, Phil was born the way that he is. He can't do anything about it. He doesn't like his hair, but we're going to work on that. In the meantime, let's cut straight to uh, his news and gossip tonight. After Buzz TV News. All right. Well, uh, usually uh, the news and gossip done by DJ Jesse, uh, he is... Prepping for uh, The Voice, the first series premiere of The Voice, so he, he's getting on board with that. So I do apologize for fans um, that love DJ Jesse, and I apologize to listeners for having to listen to me read this. Don't apologize, Phil. Be proud and strong. We That's love you. Right. <laughs> proud and strong. Tom Cruise was so hysterical as Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder, and at the MTV Movie Awards, producers want him to come on Glee and create another funny character. Quote, at the moment, they are in talks with Tom to play a failed and jaded pop star who is now teaching a glee club at a rival school, but they are willing to let him have a lot of input in, the, in his character just to try and get him on the show. I would love to see Tom Cruise on glee. so much fun. I would not. <laughs> you don't like Tom Cruise? He fan. makes me nervous. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I, I love Les Grossman. Yes, that's true. I very would funny. be very excited to see him. All right, next. All right, well, Matthew Morrison has confirmed that there will be a death in an upcoming episode Ooh. of Glee. Oh, uh, who didn't put spoiler alert on this? Right. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I ruined it. Well, they haven't, we don't know who. We don't know who. Well, Morris explained that viewers may be surprised by the scenes. Quote, somebody's dying. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's no one that you would probably expect. The episode right before the finale is called Funeral. We were actually at a funeral home yesterday shooting all day. It was a very taxing day, he said. That You know what that means? They're not getting along with someone and they're like, they gotta go. Or someone's personality is dying. That's what I mean. Like, it's Or over. someone wants to go and do movies. Or that, yeah. Who's it gonna be? Well, you know who's been doing a lot of movies is... Um, Diana O'Brien. Diana O'Brien. Yeah. That's right. We'll Do we see. know? Okay, okay. All right, well, uh, a former Glee extra has admitted that she regrets posting spoilers about the upcoming prom episode on Twitter. Nicole Crow- Crowther? Crowther. Crowther was criticized by the show's executive producer, Brad Falchuk, 
after she revealed the identity of the prom king and queen. Ooh, I didn't see those. I didn't see those. Does anyone here know who it is but no. don't say it? No. No, I don't either. Well, uh, Nicole stated, I knew I wouldn't get it. I knew I wouldn't get into trouble since I wasn't actually on the set, but that wasn't part of it. I was enjoying talking with others about it, speculating and hearing their ideas on it. I didn't know if it was real, and I was answering people's questions from what I had heard. Of course, I had no intention for any of this to happen. It just blew up. Oh, yeah, come so on. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah so this chick, so <laughs> she was uh, an extra. I've got some information on this here as well. And uh, she's she's come forward to claim that she hasn't been on the set of the show since October, and she heard the information from a friend at a dinner party, but that she is also looking into legal options because she thinks that she's now been blacklisted in the industry because Brad Falchuk went on Twitter and said, don't ever expect to work again. <gasps> and she, she explained, I didn't even know if the girl had, I'd heard it from was joking or telling the truth. I was not an extra for that scene, and I haven't been an extra on the show since October 2010. I didn't violate, violate any code of ethics or violate a contract. I've been on the set of many shows and have never and would never give away any information. I'm truly, uh, I'm truly sorry for any trouble I have caused, but that was never what I intended. I wanted to just be, I just, I wanted to be just another spectator weighing in. Mr. Falchuk pro- publicly humiliated me and has made it clear that he never wants me to work again in Hollywood. I think you know what? If he's that upset, she must have revealed the real identity. Of course she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did. And she I, knew what she was doing. And I. Come on. It, she wanted her 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah she I got think it. so. I think so, too. It was a dumb move. Either way, she was an idiot, and this sounds like backtracking to me. Whether yeah. she has been on the set since, has or hasn't been on the set since November, it's just a stupid thing to do. Yeah. And you probably got you got what was coming to you, my, my friend. Onwards. Well, uh, congratulations to Amber Riley as Essence Magazine named her one of the top young black actresses to watch this year. Of course, she plays Mercedes. Yeah. Right. Good well for her, done. Amber. Good for her. She's pretty. She is pretty. All right. Uh, Max Adler? Yes, Max Adler, who plays Karofsky, or as David, as we've come to learn after tonight, says he he has a very un like way of blowing off steam during his downtime on set. He's brainstorming an Oprah Winfrey musical with co-star Chris Colfer. That's hilarious. Yes, indeed. Well, he went on to say, I told him I had just been to Vegas to see Oprah, the show at the Bellagio. No, not oh, to see not Oprah. Oprah. See, oh, oh, not Oprah. Oh, I thought that was like shorthand or something. No. no. That's no, a real it's, show. It's yeah, like a Cirque du Soleil show. It's Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Oh, my apologies for being stupid. <laughs> just you just need to get to Vegas more, Phil. That's right. <laughs> I got it, yes. Um, well, he... Uh, he said that every time he hears about O... Yes, he thinks it's some Oprah Winfrey musical like me. So we just start joking about co-writing an Oprah musical. What songs would be in it? There what the themes would be? We we were doing that in between intense scenes. It's a great way to relieve all the tension and stress. And there with that, that is my After Buzz TV news Ooh, and gossip. I, I know Paul you. has more. I do have a few more. I, I was uh, checking out some of... Perez Hilton's information today, and there's a fair bit out there. Darren Chris gave an impromptu performance on the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica on the weekend. Fun. Just uh. turned up with his uh, 
guitar and uh, fun and also kind of obnoxious. Yeah, promoting his new album. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure the tweens didn't find it obnoxious. I'm sure they loved it. So that happens. Now, of course, next week's a Fleetwood Mac show on Glee. It's all songs by Fleetwood Mac, and if you don't know who the who Fleetwood Mac are out there, kids. Get just, with it. Yeah, get with the program. <laughs> One of the just such a great band. And I have the list of the songs that are gonna be sung oh, cool. here. Do we wanna do that? Phil, do you wanna just do spoiler alert? We're gonna do that? Can we do that? Give me one moment. Again, I'm not DJ Jesse. So we're um, I'm gonna this these are the songs that uh, that will be apparently in next spoiler week's alert. episode. They're spoiler all by alert. Fleawood Mac. Spoiler alert. Oh and Kristen Chenoweth will be back. Oh yay. Um, I love Go Your Own Way Ooh. My favourite My favourite no. Fleetwood Mac song Never Going Back Songbird Dreams I Don't Want to Know And Don't Stop So it should be Good That's music awesome. A great episode Now also Apparently Emma Roberts And Court Overstreet Have hooked up Court Overstreet Plays Sam Friends with um, Good old Cat Who isn't here tonight Emma Roberts Is a, a young actress Who's in Scream 4 And apparently They were at Coachella together and a witness says, and we've never heard this from a witness, they couldn't keep their hands off each other. Oh. You know, you know that, that friend of all celebrities who's always there and always says, they just couldn't keep their hands off each other. Yes. Yeah. It's always the you same You see that quote. always. It's always yeah. the same quote. Anyway. I personally have been in the same room with um, Emma and Cord. Here and we go. Can, um, vouch for? Vouch for their relationship. And this was uh, months ago. Really? Yes. Nice. There you go, because he has been linked. He has been linked exclusive. to Taylor Swift and Naya Rivera. Yeah, Taylor Swift. So has all that been Taylor, rubbish? Taylor Swift I, gets I, I, around. Yeah, those I think have been rubbish. I'm sorry, right. I'm going off on a Taylor Swift. Whereas Roberts yeah. was dating Alex Pettifer, Pettifer, that British guy who looks shocking in that stupid movie where she is beast or whatever. Beastly. And, and Rebecca Black's Friday song. <laughs> Is getting the Glee treatment. I hate that. <laughs> Seriously, I, hate that. I, I, I got a bit of a, I got a bit of a, I got a bit of an exclusive on the weekend. I've, I've been hanging out a little bit with Ian Brennan, uh, co-creator of the show, uh-huh. uh, because he's now dating one of my friends, uh-huh. and he's an absolutely terrific bloke. And he told us that they told me that they're doing this, and I couldn't believe it because the show, song is shocking. But they're going to do it and give it yeah. a bit of a workover. And I'm sure it will be excellent. And of course, there have also been heaps of uh, photos of the cast shooting in New York because that is where the, that's where nationals are. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's been shooting there in Times Square, and Ian said it was a nightmare. And I they, bet. They definitely won't put nationals there next year, next no. season. Also, Brett Easton Ellis tweeted some nasty stuff about Glee recently. Brett Easton really? Ellis, of course, is the author, author of yeah. um, American, American Psycho. Psycho, and he said. And I quote, I like the idea of Glee, but why is it that every time I watch an episode, I feel like I've stepped into a puddle of HIV? Oh my God. Whoa. Pretty full on. Let's just give some background about Brett Easton Ellis's tweets. During the It Gets Better campaign, after some kids, as we'd already mentioned this episode, committed suicides after bullying uh, on, the, the, on the fact that they were uh, uh, gay, um, they, there was a campaign where a lot of Celebrities and, and, and well-known people, I know that uh, all the kids at DreamWorks put out a gr- amazing montage of people who work there saying it gets better, right. it gets better, hang in there. Um, this, so that campaign debuted after a rash of teen suicide. 
which featured a number of celebrities sending positive messages to gay youths. Ellis wrote, Not to bum everyone out, but can we get a reality check here? It gets worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So there the you go. The HIV comment is so offensive, though, because it assumes that all gay people have AIDS well, and that all know. people with AIDS... Okay. I just, I just think he's just trying to be an what asshole. What are you talking about? You took it to a very dark place, Aaron. Yeah, you're right. I took it. To you a dark took place. it to the dark place. You think Brett Easton Ellis's comment was well, okay? I don't know him, so I don't know. No, I don't he's think it, a, it was okay. A, he's being I don't a think dick, it was okay. He's but, being yeah, a he's dick. definitely being a dick. But anyway, it's offensive. No, that's offensive. The, 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 the is problem offensive. is the problem is whether or not he meant it. It's very easy to make that association. Yes, it's a quick, it's a quick jump. It's a short ride. It's just stupid. Yeah. Anyway, so I had something else I was going to say, and for the life of me, I can't think. Oh, yeah, the most important thing, the reason why we're here tonight. (laughs) Heather Morris has done a dance commercial for Esquire magazine, okay? You have to go online and look at this, people. I think uh, Phil's going to put it up for us now. It's at www.thehollywoodgossip.com slash categories slash glee. And you can find it. Heather has done this sort of commercial for Esquire Mag where she's done this sort of dance. All right, Paul, g- give it to me one more time. Okay, www. Have you got that? Got that. <laughs> the, got that. The Hollywood. The Hollywood. Gossip. The Hollywood Gossip. All lowercase. Got <laughs> it. Dot com. Dot com. Slash. Got that. Categories. Categories. C A T E G O R I E S slash glee. Should take you there. Got it. Got it? Have you got it? Now, there should be the first article on there, the first thing you can look at should be Heather Morris dancing for Esquire magazine. She does this dance. Wait, uh, it, wow. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it up for our Ustream viewers. Great. Um, can you play at least the audio with. Can we hear the audio? Because they, uh, they play well, all these different songs. She dances to all these different songs in nothing but this incredible swimsuit. Here's here's the thing, right? Uh, what comes up is Error 404. Oh, really? Oh, great. So uh, that's why I wanted to pull it up. So that way, because uh, that's, yeah. Okay, well, that. look, I did look at it this afternoon. Maybe it's just something with our connection here. But ladies She's and gentlemen. She's so hot that it's not even it is, okay. It, <laughs> it is ridiculous how good it is. She does all these. It's, it's, it's like she's giving, uh, it's like a dance lesson for guys, what to do on the dance floor. And they take all these different songs, all different genres. There's the strokes and it's really cool. I mean, it's really cool a on a dance. No, it's not. It's a one piece. It's a one piece. He's <laughs> wearing a thong. It's, yeah. it's no a job. one piece. And it's it's just about the dancing, okay, Aaron? Oh, okay, okay. Get your mind out of the gut. No, you're right. I see what you mean. No, but it, it's really great. And if you're a fan of Heather Morris and her moves, please go and check it out because I'm going to go back. Well, you know what? <laughs> if you give me, uh, so I'm going through a we sponsor. We know what Paul's doing later. I'm going through a sponsored <laughs> message right now, and I have found it. Right. Um, but uh, so uh, keep talking about what. Uh, Let's just talk about talk next about week. your fantasy with with uh, Leah Michelle. I know for those of you who love our edition of Glee, <laughs> Paul has a big crush on Leah no, Michelle. No, I mean it's definitely oh. changed, Phil. It's not fair. Um, my my my. I definitely feel like my Glee crush is firmly with Heather Morris these days. Mm. She's just she's just she knows how to move it. 
She moves me when I, she moves. I think that, that Britney Spears episode That's what that it was. changed it. I it know was changed she everything. was hot on that episode. She changed she did everything. Look amazing that episode. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? And for recently, this? Yeah. I was on the lot, and I may have mentioned this before, but I was on the Paramount lot uh, for for an audition, and I was in the coffee tea leaf, whatever they have there. <laughs> Stood behind Heather Morris. <laughs> did you t- did you like did you do smell a phantom her? touch? I didn't want to get kicked off. <laughs> you should have sniffed her before <laughs> before I'd have done my audition. <laughs> oh, I did go true. back after the audition to see if that if I would be able to just no, I didn't. Anyway, are you yeah. are we up and running, Phil? <laughs> we are. Next All right. Time. So right. So would you, we just shut up now and let everyone listen? Let everyone watch. So that was it. Uh, so my viewers, uh, or not my viewers, my host had to come in the studio with me into the booth to um, be able to see it. And uh, so that's why they're back on the floor now. Here uh, we are, guys. We were just um, watching that. And I'm sure you can <laughs> forgive us for leaving our posts. Yes, yeah, indeed. You know what? I just realized that must have sucked for audio viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, audio viewers, we're really Heard sorry nothing. about that. But um, pretty much... Um, we well, were enjoying ourselves. We were. We were. Fast forward. She looks Fast great. Fast forward to now. Okay, and, so. Uh, well done, Heather Morris. Yeah. That's all I well can say. Done. Um, yeah, so uh, that that really did make my day. <laughs> and she really, I mean, but I mean, we all all uh, all joking aside, she really does know what she's doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really does know what she's, she's doing. She's an incredible dancer. So for next week, guys, predictions. Um, what did we see oh, was coming? It's the Fleetwood Mac episode. I think Kurt and. Um, Probably Karofsky are going to have some sort of you date. Think, you think that that's going to come to a head? <laughs> now it, it's called it's called Rumors next week, which oh, is right. the name of the Fleetwood Mac album, in fact. Right. And it, and it seems like Britney takes on some kind of reporter thing under the guise of Sue Sylvester and starts spreading rumors. Oh, yeah. And we see Core, uh, we see Sam and Kurt coming out of a motel, mm-hmm. and there's all this stuff about people hooking up mm-hmm. and the rumor mill, maybe. Yeah. Who else wasn't um, was Quinn being accused of something as well? It looked like it. Yeah, it looked so. like it. But and apparently, Kristen Ch- Chenoweth will be back. 
to sing. At least that's what uh, that's what I that's what my I love her. She's just drunk on every episode. Says. That's what the rumor mill <laughs> says. <laughs> Well, we'll be great. It'll be, and we must be. I mean, that's that was episode eighteen. We have twenty two in the season. Is that correct, yeah. or is it twenty four? I think it's twenty two. I think it's twenty two. So it means we're we're, we're approaching, uh, we're approaching the end, ladies and gents. But look, uh, David, Aaron, Phil, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And being such thank amazing uh, co-hosts, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being there. Uh, that is down New Streamland. Thanks to all the folks just podcasting and listening. And apologies for our absence as we perved on Heather Morris and her fine, fine, <laughs> fine moves. I'm Paul Ashton. This was After Buzz TV for Glee, Season 2, Episode 18, Born This Way. Don't don't forget, Maria's book is out there. Page 151 if you want those tips on not dating bums. Um, Very important. Maria, you should uh, perhaps take some of your own uh, advice and think about Kevin Undergar and what you're doing. No, we're kidding. We love him. He's the bomb. Uh, that's it, ladies and gents. Tune in next week. We'll be here. Or also tune in uh, Sunday. I'll be back for The Killing. It's our second, uh, our second uh, After Buzz show for The Killing, the amazing new AMC series. And I will be assisted this time rather than talking solo for 53 minutes, <laughs> which I did. Anyway, wow. good night, yeah. everyone. Thanks for being good here. Night. Ciao. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.